0: Welcome to Babes on the Brink. We are recapping episode nine of The Traitors Canada. I am Annabelle, your loyal faithful, and with me, I don't know, with that little giggle, are they faithful? Are they a traitor? It's chilly-filly.
1: I'm a traitor. I'm a traitor to survivor. I've moved on. (laughs) I'm betrayed to Survivor UK. We couldn't even last the two episodes that existed.
0: Absolutely. And honestly, I've been keeping up with the recaps. I'm not sad I left. It sounds like Lee has only got more toxic.
1: Well, yeah, no, I'm glad I follow enough people on Twitter to sort of uh, secondhand uh, intake. Well, basically every show that's on at the moment, Survivor, US, uh, UK, a squid game, (laughs) where I'm I'm vicariously living through everybody else.
0: The Traitors has no time for misogyny and homophobia. <laughs> we only have time for banishing the Traitors. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: We can only be gays for people in this podcast.
0: Absolutely. Gays only. And you know what? Again, it was hard for the gays. We lost your face.
1: <laughs> I know. I feel like I've jinxed him. I'm just talking about him so much last week for the first time ever. He got all the screen time and then got banished.
0: We finally met Mickey, only to say farewell. And so I think we need to start tonight by talking about Mike's decision. Um, yes. I, I love Mike, by the way. He's been such a no, fun yeah, villain. I love my... His little giggle, his voice inflection just makes him so much fun, I think, as, as a fun villain, a rootable villain.
1: You're, yeah, well, because, yeah, that's the funny thing. It's like, I wouldn't even say any of these people necessarily are quote-unquote antagonists to anybody, really. Well, I feel like the the traitors doesn't necessarily, it sets up, you know, the traitors as being antagonists to the faithful. But at the end of the day, you could root for either of them. And so I feel like I really, I really appreciate when, especially when the traitors themselves, not the traitors the show, but... The Traders themselves, they are a fully rounded person because you kind of get why they do half the things. They're not just like spiteful people. they're really they're trying to win.
0: yes, absolutely with some notable exceptions. so <laughs> we we need to talk about his decision. So he's Mike's got to blackmail someone. he accept yeah. or die, join my Coven. um he tosses up Donna easy to frame. She acts kind of weird. People are suspicious. <laughs> Mickey, this is some suspicion in the air around him and Trayvon, will he be more of a problem if I don't recruit him? Leroy and Gerline don't even come up as potential options for Mike. Yeah. I can't even remember what our predictions were or what we said he should do last episode because I I contradict myself like at least six times.
1: We said said Trayvon.
0: Okay. What did you think about the decision to go with Mickey in the end?
1: Well, we did say Trayvon, so I was surprised. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was like oh well it was a, as 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 every week yes. seriously every week we say the wrong thing which hey is very nice and humbling and it means that every week we talk about something different as if it's unpredictable but um <laughs> um yeah well i guess i think you sort of mentioned it last week actually just sort of that you know, picking Mickey and Don- or Donna, they could also be announced where they decide to get murdered anyway and leave. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of really interesting because I would have thought that someone like Trayvon would have been easier to sort of set up. But I guess as we've gathered from the last however many episodes, Mickey really, really, really wasn't doing enough. And, you know, when put in the position where he has to then be proactive, um, he still didn't really know what to do or do enough to sort of compensate for that, which made him even more suspicious than before. Um, it's, it's just so funny because it's so funny that somebody could be so suspicious for doing nothing as opposed to having any amountable evidence to say, oh, this is what they did. Um, so, yeah, so at the end of the day, it made sense and it paid off. And especially with this group, I think the people that are left are the people who are more sus on one another. So using Mickey as that odd one out probably was actually the better sort
0: of plan. I I thought, I I tend to agree, I thought it was a a good short-term plan. Um, You know, Trayvon, while there was suspicion around him, would have totally flipped. I mean, he was already anti-Mike, so it's not really flipping, but he would have come extra hard for Mike. Um, So whereas... Uh, mickey was going to be easy to con into thinking you know um i'll stick with you for now um donna same situation i I think could have been an equal pick to mickey but Mm. maybe there was more suspicion around uh mickey than donna Uh, as leroy pointed out at breakfast They're all viewing Mickey and Donna as as kind of pawns in this game who are difficult to read, not being overtly strategic. um, And so they aren't very useful to the faithful. And they're also likely picks to be recruited because they would be easy they don't pose as big of a threat, right? Like they're not going to flip on you straight away and start coming for you and getting you back. So that's why I'm kind of pro this decision. My problem is, Phil, I think that this is a problem now for Mike going into this finale where, you know, normally by this stage the traitors are surrounded by... Kind of dum-dums who they yep. can con into the end. But he's got this tight pair in Girline and Leroy, who really needed to be broken up before now. Even though they are only Girlene is suspicious on Mike and Leroy's shutting it down we see they're going to stick together no matter what. They plan to go to final three with Mike and cut him anyway. So they just, the two of them split the money. Trayvon's suspicious on Mike. So Mike's now going into a final five situation where Trayvon, Gurleen, Leroy have no intention of splitting the money with him, which just leaves him and Donna.
1: Well, yeah. And I think that's the, that is the downside of sort of his plan because in, yeah, in the short term sense, it was great to pick somebody who was really easy to set up, but those people are also the people who he needed to convince at the very end. To follow. in the same way that Mickey was able to basically just do what him yeah. and Mike quote unquote agreed to do, and then Mike just you know handballed it to him, and he got banished. Um, yeah. Realistically, that could if that was easily as executable then, then obviously it would have been way more easily executable. Once you've at least eliminated like one other of these people who "quote unquote" thinking, um, so yeah, no, I totally get that, and yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, I think someone like Gerline wouldn't have much suspicion yeah. on her, but someone like Leroy could be very easily like every you could easily convince everybody that he's definitely a traitor in some way, shape, or form, um, even though his reads have been not on point actually for most of it. Yeah, well, I, actually, coming down this stretch, actually, I think at the beginning he was fine. I think towards this end part. It's been a bit fakey-fakey.
0: I agree. And both Donna and Mickey believe Leroy is the traitor. I don't think that Mike was as cognizant of that. It seemed like when Mickey told him in Traitor's Tower, yeah, like everyone thinks Leroy is a traitor. That was the first that Mike was really clocking that. Yeah, But I think to recruit Mickey and banish Leroy at this point, even though I would have been absolutely furious gay for Leroy, I wonder if that was a much better move for Mike.
1: Yeah. Do you think at the end of the day, it's probably this, that sort of small little misread of the snow is basically Mike just has really late game developed these relationships. And so a lot of this information sort of getting fed to him a lot later than um, the others have discussed it amongst themselves.
0: Yes, and we also know that Mickey isn't really discussing his suspicions with other people or bringing much to the table. We know Don is a bit all over the place. And then Leroy and Mike are really close. So, yes, I don't think a lot of this information is getting back to Mike, perhaps.
1: Yeah, which is is obviously, like, a shame in, in some sense. And you've explained it to me so many times now. Like, you only have such short periods of time to develop these relationships. So, in some ways, like... You know when it was Mike, and, Mike V that might be cozy. His ability to say, "Well, I am developing relationships now." Obviously, like I think I was explaining last week, like everybody that is at the forefront of everybody's sort of minds. But those long-term developed relationships, obviously, that this is sort of an example of how that isn't paying off because Leroy and Gurlene, they are very close and they are sharing information, but they wouldn't. Ne- Leroy wouldn't necessarily share that information with Mike. To our knowledge, he probably is in some way shape or form but clearly his number one is actually in Gurleen not in mine.
0: That Gurleen and Leroy pair is the strongest pair in the game and that's absolute death to the rest of the people now. I mean at, at final five with a strong duo um Uh, And we got so much on Leroy's perspective this episode. At breakfast, we see, you know, his suspicions around Mickey not showing his cards. We see that he doesn't know how to read Donna's energy. Um, We get a lot of confessionals from Leroy and his reads on everybody. And I, I feel like the way these reads are painting, okay, Donna you know less less likely to win because she's a you know the fact they're calling Donna a pawn the fact yeah. that uh, I can't see Donna winning now I I can oh. see a girl Leroy win I can see a Mike win
1: yeah oh the and the not to jump to the end of the episode but I feel that that's kind of what's getting set up is that while Donna is still there she is definitely just going to be cut just because they don't perceive her as somebody who deserves to be at the end, which is so sad. It's almost kind of like how, like, um, in your season, they just kind of drag Sarah as long as they could, basically, because she was just so wrong constantly. And then they're like, yep, cool, see ya. And, like, even though she was at the end, it was like, lol, it was because you are so bad the whole time. And not to say that Donna is bad at all. I feel like Donna at least seems a little bit more conscious... It just, uh, the big difference between, like, obviously you played with Sarah, so maybe you can draw better analogies, but I feel like Donna at least seems somewhat proactive about her relationships and how that informs her decisions, as opposed to Sarah, who, who seemingly got changed at a flip of a switch, you know, like over things happening at the round table, while Donna is at least making informed decisions based off her perception of how people are and blah, blah, blah.
0: And I think Donna's quite self-aware, and when we had the touchy subjects last episode, you know, she knew that she was going to be the person that people would vote as uh, they would least likely to be strand- least like to be stranded on an island with. Um, and I've seen Donna posting a bit on social media about how you know she's playing down her intelligence, and regardless of of whether or not that's true. There is something to be said for not being perceived as super game savvy, um and getting to the end as a faithful that way. It is very surprising to me that Leroy has done as well as he had. We know Gurleen's playing under the radar, but I was listening to Mickey's exit interview and he said, you know, Leroy always going around and strategizing with people. Leroy's been really lucky in that he had a really tight relationship with Kuzi that was protecting him. And now he has a really tight relationship with Mike, who's been protecting him. And, And so he's been able to be that little bit more assertive with his game Play because he's always got a traitor daddy.
1: Yeah, and and is that is that a kudos to Leroy then for having those relationships, or is it um a, a bad thing that he basically had was he was the as you say the traitor's pet, but he obviously doesn't really think that he was until it's been the very end. But do you think that's kudos to him or kudos to the others for keeping him so close?
0: I think it's kudos to him because. And I think it's a testament to how great he's been at working his relationships with others. He's he's tried so hard to build friendships with everybody Ooh. that, of course, some of them happen to be traitors. Obviously, it would be ideal if he had a better read on them and could work out which ones were the traitors and be more strategic in that relationship. But you know, listening to the exit interviews with um, Puya, there everybody thinks Leroy, this really great social guy love him to bits it's a bit suspicious how great he is at building relationships with everyone I thought he was a traitor but he he has played an excellent game in building relationships
1: yeah because how much can you read into people's abilities to make relate because I guess in some ways that's the name of the game you have to make the relationships with everybody and obviously, um in some ways, you can be super suspicious of somebody who's basically friends with everybody, but it's also to your benefit to have as much connections with um everybody else as possible, like I don't know what it was like for you, but is it is it super suspicious that somebody is well I guess sam was that was kind of like that right like he was really chummy with basically as many people as he could be right
0: I mean I think everybody i mean not everybody but most people try to, and so much of it is about your personality. I mean, I have the kind of personality where some people are going to absolutely love and adore me and other people are going to find me as annoying as all hell. So I understand with Donna where she's like, yeah, I get it. You probably don't want to be stranded on an island with me. People would say the same thing about me too, Donna girl. I feel you. <laughs> Whereas someone like Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> no one's like, oh my God, Leroy is so annoying. Yeah.
1: It's, just so fu- it's just so funny because... Up until you were on The traders, I would never have thought the perception of you would have been that you're super annoying. And <laughs> like, I'm, like, I never would have thought that. And it's just so funny that that is sort of the byproduct, at least of your experience, that that is the translation of your your personality into that environment. It's sort what? of like mine. Like people would would have found me annoying when I was out there or just sort of a bit like, you know, why are you here? But in real life I don't think necessarily people would like get the get the F out of my way.
0: Well, we don't hang out with a lot of very vanilla heterosexuals in our life, Phil. <laughs> and that tends to be the kind of person we rub the wrong way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry to I'm so sorry to all those people. <laughs> <laughs> you're missing I, out <laughs>
0: absolutely so okay the breakfast we've kind of covered that but then Trayvon and Gerline still aren't in everyone's having a bit of a meltdown did they deny the blackmail but Corrine swans in something horrible has happened two people were kidnapped in the night and you must save them <laughs> this this mission was a bit like luster wasn't it Phil
1: well it they just did it. <laughs> and it they worked. They just did it. They just, <laughs> no, they did, the they just did it. Um, There wasn't even like it. Like they didn't even make them like be inside a cell or something. They, they were outside. So it didn't really look like they were captured by anything really. Though I did find it really funny that they did make them stand out in the rain. <laughs> and Corinne had an umbrella and they're all getting wet while she was explaining to them the challenge.
0: There was one saving grace, and that was we got some cars. We got some juicy yes. cars.
1: Yes, and so- they did, and they flipped after, like, before and after. It was, like, the same arrangement, one one or two people moved in.
0: Mm, it was juicy. So in the cars on the way there, in the first one, we've got Leroy and Mike, and this is where we see Mike shift the attention onto Mickey. Leroy is is rolling with his porn theory and says, look, I think Don is the most likely porn. Mike's all like, well, let's not forget the other porn wild card, Mickey. Over in car two, we've got Mickey and Donna, um, and there's not a fat lot going on over there. Just that they trust each other, and isn't everything great? In the porn car, <laughs> things are a little bit <laughs> <The> porn car. <laughs> things aren't spicy over the there. Put it be that a, way. Oh, the porn movie <laughs> over here. <laughs> The porn, ben- the pawn mobile is the vanilla heterosexual car. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, Tifa. <laughs> um,
0: so in this mission, Gerline and Trayvon are trapped in this fort, and they've got to use Morse code to describe these face posts. <laughs> um, and then the other guys have to kind of work it out. And again, stuff happens. They make 11k. Yay. There's not a lot.
1: I I do kind of love that they had to have at least like four confessionals where each individual person out of the six was like, I've never done Morse code before. I've never (laughs) had to think about Morse code before. Have you heard of Morse code? Well, I haven't. (laughs) Like, it was like, guys, we get it. This is the foreign concept to you. You haven't had to use Morse code for any practical reason in your everyday life. Okay, we get it. Um, which was really interesting. I guess that was them trying to raise the stakes of the challenge. Oh god, they don't know what to they don't know what to do. They don't know how to do, use Morse code. Oh that will they make a mistake and then they literally made like one mistake and otherwise it was pretty pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah, I mean look, when the first one they they had to do three in thirty minutes and the first one according to the clock, took almost half the time. So I thought, oh, okay, maybe. No, no, it didn't get any juicy. But don't worry, teen, because there were more cars on the way back. <laughs> um, so in car one on the way back, we've got Trayvon, Mickey, Donna. And Trayvon is on the money. He's pushing Mike. And he this is where he starts driving his exclamation mark theory. It's, you know. Um...
1: Kieran's parting gear.
0: Yes, that's it. <laughs> Trayvon's like, oh my god, the exclamation marks. It's Kieran's parting gift 2.0. Donna's like, mm, I don't know. It could just be framing. I think she's actually working oh with god. Leroy.
1: <laughs> oh my god. My, my, I, I do like Donna, but oh my goodness. It's like every time she's like, yeah, this person is framing someone. But that if they're framing them, that means it's wrong. It's like, no, Donna. They're probably doing it on purpose. They're probably framing them intentionally. So you get... <laughs> that result she's so (laughs) contrarian about every every framing thing which is like sure you have to be suspicious of most things but oh my goodness uh, half the time it's always the reverse of the right thing which is just so uh, and i think at this point we have to be gay for trayvon right
0: we're definitely gay for trayvon donna's a deep thinker and she's just overthinking it i think uh trayvon's on the money
1: yeah not fully yeah i know it's it's i would not have thought what like eight episodes ago that i would be like Please, Trayvon, I want you to get your, <laughs> like, you're right on. You know, he's gone on a journey. Like, he's learnt so much in the last, like, week of <laughs> of this show.
0: I know. Bless him. He, I mean, he's still, as he does say after the roundtable, been wrong every single time, voted incorrectly every single time. But Trayvon is the voice of reason here at the end.
1: Well, it's not that he's been wrong. He just hasn't voted with the majority. Because he's he's voted for Mike the last like, to his knowledge, Correct. he's voting the wrong way. But he's like actually voting the right way. He's just he's doing the Maddie. He's doing the well. I don't know. I just th- I just think it's you. So like he he's doing the he's doing the right thing. But it's just and he's the means to get there is I don't know what. But you know he's on the money, so he shouldn't beat himself out beat himself up about that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's hard when he didn't vote out Mel B or Cousy, <laughs> Cousy. or Mickey. Yeah. But he's yeah, not yeah. wrong about Mike.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope that Trayvon at home is at least getting some sort of satisfaction knowing he was right. Please. Oh. <laughs> please. I please don't know tra- be your takeaway.
0: <laughs> I don't know Trayvon well, but I I bet he's given himself a pat on the back.
1: Yes, please. Please pat yourself on the back.
0: All right, over in the winners' car, we've got Leroy, Mike, and Gerline, and they're really rallying around Mickey. Gerline says she's suspicious of him. Mike's like, "Yeah, boy, gives me nothing.
1: <laughs> Nooch, gives nothing at all." Which is like interesting because can you Im- I can't imagine what it's like to just basically be with somebody for what at this point, like almost two weeks, and they've literally given you nothing. Like what? Like what are they doing? What are they? Are they just sitting there the whole time. Like I don't know who was like that with you guys.
0: We banished them really quickly. Oh. so i ca- I can't play with those people personally. Um, and pushed hard for them to go in the first like three banishments, four <laughs> banishments. <laughs> so I, I mean, I was even listening to Mickey's exit interview on Rob Has a Podcast this morning and openly admits had no idea what he was doing. Kind, couldn't even remember the season he'd watched. He thinks that there was the USA he watched a little bit of, but he was like, yeah, I was just there for the missions. I've been so frustrating. Yes, we're all frustrated, Mickey. I mean, we're all in agreement, right? Mickey needed to come hard for Mike this episode, and even if it was suspicious that all of a sudden he was coming out of the woodwork and having an opinion, he needed to guide the faithful in the right direction.
1: Yeah, because... Okay, let's say he did watch the US one. They didn't. Ari and Seri were at the fire thing, so I, so he wouldn't have necessarily seen them turn on each other. Um, wait, when did old mate, the other one, I forgot his name, um, get banished? A little, a little bit before the final, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like he wouldn't have seen that. Basically, this is the crunch time to actually really make the move. So you are the final trader at the end. Especially if you're like him, where everybody's sort of arming and aring about their levels of suspicion over you, Like, basically, Mike Mike saw the opportunity and was like, yep, in and, in, <laughs> in through the door and out the back door, like, you don't need to be here. Um, and, yeah, if Mickey had the foresight, he would have known that, basically, he was put in a position where he basically had to jump on that. Um, especially if he had no trust with Mike in the first place, like, dude, just, like, get rid of him then. Or
0: we'll push... Mike harder to take out Leroy come and say look those two are a tight pair they're never going to turn on each other if it's the two of us plus um the two of us plus Donna um and we've got Trayvon's definitely going to vote for you and then it's just making sure Leroy and Gurleen don't vote for you as well yeah i mean maybe but i guess this was a safer a safer choice for mike but i just don't know if it's going to be good for him long term
1: no wait because who did who did my i mean mickey or mickey voted for yeah so he really should have pushed way harder on that but then also like if you knew at the end of the day that trayvon was going to be voting for mike no matter what then yeah hey use it like that's already immediately a vote on your side yes but in saying that like What Mickey was an Amazing Race person, so clearly a lot of that... There's a little bit of strategy with Amazing Race, but it's not as in-depth as Big Brother or Survivor, so he probably wouldn't naturally be thinking, hey, we have to be voting in one direction just to get rid of my competition.
0: Something tells me Mickey didn't win his Amazing Race season off the back of hardcore strategy.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, if he's going on the traders just for challenges, something tells me they just demolished all those.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Leroy is just as frustrated with Mickey. He confronts him and says, Look, mate, you've got to be sus on someone. Come on, pick someone. Mickey's like, Well, uh, maybe you?
1: <laughs> slap, slap. Yeah. <laughs> slap, slap. Take your hair down, please. Tell me something.
0: I know.
1: Uh, Donna's but... like,
0: mm, and Leroy's like, Come on. All right, what about Donna? She could be a pawn. Mickey's like, Oh, I don't know about that.
1: Yeah. I just can't imagine what it's like to sort of draw. Draw, try and draw something out of somebody who really isn't willing to give you anything. Especially in something like this, it's like you're just like not. It's like when you play a game and the person is like, "Oh, I'm fine with coming last." Ha ha ha! And sometimes when you play, like let's say you're playing Mario Kart and somebody just. Is always coming last or whatever, and they're having a great old time. It's like that's very lovely. Like you can have a great old time, but if you're playing it, then that's when you can sort of just be like, okay, well they're fine with coming last. It's all right. But this is a thing where you need to use each other. This is a semi-teamworking activity. It's like playing basketball, and somebody's like, well, I'm fine with just like, you know, lardy darning about it in the back here. It's like, well, that's not very useful for me either. Like. I was any of us going to win?
0: Bench Mickey. Send yeah, him literally. to the bench.
1: <laughs> literally. Yeah. Well, that's basically what they did though. Like, cause it uh, did it come up at the, it, oh no, it did come up at the end, which we can talk about, but like, yeah, just bench the people who are just useless to you. Like it's come up multiple times. Wait, when, when did it come up this season?
0: Um, it came, yeah. yeah it oh, did. Kevin and Trayvon. <laughs> yes. It came up with Kevin and Trayvon. That was infamous um i and i understand mickey gave a confession he says look if i start being active they'll know i've changed and i am a traitor so i i understand but i do think if he he needed to really sell mike who knew he was a traitor anyway on mike doing the heavy lifting with donna to to turn and break up that girly and leroy duo because it, it was just so dangerous
1: yeah. In the same way that we're criticizing Mike for maybe not having um the having developed his relationships way too late. It's like the same with Mickey. He had no relationships that he could face any sort of scenario or questioning or whatever off of for him to be able to make any sort of move. He sort of was just like, Well, I don't know what to do with all these pieces that are in front of me because I can't even move them. They're made out of cement. They're made super glued down. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what to do. Um, which hey, like, it makes sense, like, in that in in the sense of that's why he lost but realistically he should tried to move something like i don't know get some acetone out or something i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely like at this state there was only two outcomes for mickey in this game he was either going to be dragged to the end with a traitor and get blindsided and not win any money at all um or he was going to be recruited as a pawn and then unceremoniously banished there was yeah. no universe in which playing the game he's played he was going to be able to win no. uh trayvon's doing the heavy lifting he goes to leroy and tries to explain that it was a traitor battle that cause the exclamation marked mike does this mean something trayvon even goes to mike and is like listen mate you you got parting gift didn't mike's like ah oh, cozy. they're <laughs> damn cuzzy <laughs>
1: <laughs> at this point also should trayvon even be talking to mike that much
0: i don't really see the point i mean he can't get murdered anymore
1: yeah like i don't know don't be showing your cards just start working with the others about what your long-term plan is because
0: mm-hmm.
1: trayvon has watched you you said that he has watched the show, right?
0: I don't know if we've confirmed that, but I would say he must have, especially given
1: the American one.
0: The exclamation marks to me say he's watched the UK.
1: Yeah. Okay. Then that would make sense because he's at least conscious of reading into what people do, which is funny because I feel like we've now had quite a few weeks in a row where people have done real funny slash sassy things at the banishment table with the (laughs) cards. Which could be read as every as anything. Because wait, Kuzi, Mary, wait—the last four people who got banished were Kuzi, Mary, and Crystal, right? The, yeah,
0: that yeah, that sounds had anonial,
1: about right. We had yes, sort of period as well. So yeah, so basically everybody's been real sassy with the with the cars as they're out the door. So yeah, so maybe at this point he's sort of understanding that um, yeah, it's a last sort of moment. Anybody could even say anything really without obviously. Oh, you're not allowed to explicitly say things, right, when you're sort of revealing your vote, right?
0: Mm, I don't think so, no. Um, I mean, you're you're asked to explain your vote is what you're asked to do.
1: Yeah, but you don't go if you're a traitor and you're voting for another traitor. It's because you're a traitor. Oh, well, obviously you can say you are a traitor. What am I saying? but they're not allowed to say out the door, You I'm a traitor, guess what? It's because blah, blah's a traitor. That Absolutely not. Yep.
0: No, and yep. even it's even questionable whether or not the parting gift comment was allowed. Yep. So um, uh, yes, you're you're not allowed. As a traitor, you're not allowed to tell other people you're a traitor, and you're not allowed to tell people who the traitors are.
1: Yep, it makes sense. Read into everything, everybody.
0: Yeah, so then, okay, this is where we get this powerful alliance between Gerline, Mike and Leroy. And they say, look, no matter what happens, three of us stick together. We've got the numbers. Donna might be voting for Leroy. Um, Trayvon's definitely voting for Mike. Um, who knows what Mickey's doing, but who cares? Regardless, they're not sticking together. If the three of us stick together, we're good. Um, and Leroy and Gurleen, they get together afterwards and say, look, if there's a tie, do we jump on the mic vote? Regardless, it's you and I, um, and, and you and I are sticking to the end. And I can see this happening, Phil. I can, they do talk to about it a bit after the round table, but my dream scenario would be Donna and Trayvon going next. Sorry, love you both, but... And then girline and Leroy axing Mike at the last minute—wouldn't that just yeah. be delicious? Ah,
1: oh, it would be fully satisfying. Like, like I, I feel like I said every week, but like this season's done a good job at setting up long, sort of long term. And it'd be interesting to watch it, like binge it all at once now, and see sort of how storylines play out and stuff like that. Because they have very much well developed this duo, and sort of the hardships that they faced as people have been eliminated and you know, they've always, as much as quote-unquote, like, Gurleen is a lower-key player, we've always heard what, who she finds suspicious and stuff like that. So, it's been really interesting to sort of see that, and that would be the most satisfying conclusion. And if, and the thing is, it, it's not even satisfying because Mike is a, um, a Sam-level, sort of hateable villain. It's just, it would be really satisfying for these two to basically have this strong alliance throughout the whole entire season, and have allies leave, and la-la-la, and they're even thinking about the end right now like that would be amazing if they could execute the next three banishments to be that and then they win
0: yes i mean i personally always root for a faithful but i'd be happy with a mike win too you, you know as you say girlene more under the radar but we've seen she's had great reads yes. she's always had slightly better reads than leroy but leroy's had the relationships to help execute um so it would be super 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 it would be super super satisfying
1: oh yeah no it'd be great and also now that you explain sort of that dynamic it's it's yeah if there was going to be a pair because i'm trying to think and maybe my memory is just like awful but like i can't remember a scenario where two faithful have really just like driven this end game to the end correctly and so they both can share the money
0: no, I don't think we've seen a, p- a pair this solid. And I just got to say, Phil, this is the power of Fierce. The impact Miss <laughs> fierce Delicious had on this season, forming yep. this dream team.
1: Yeah, seriously. it's a, it's. I, I feel like everybody seems, like, as much as sort of having little groups of friends and power sort of, overall, even say a power couple, because there's multiple people at some point in time. But, like it is great to have those relationships. Yes. <laughs> like, as much as it's annoying sometimes to watch, but it is the most successful sort of alliance he can make is just straight off the bat. Like, I don't know. Obviously, in your scenario, that did kind of work out up until a certain point. Um, Actually, to the point of which you two both ended up getting eliminated back to back. So you know I don't know it's 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 amazing that it sort of paid off in that way and I think it is always right to always have like a strong group or a strong duo in whatever show you're playing
0: look every girl or girline needs their tatted up <laughs> ride or die Luke and I walk so Leroy and Girlie could run oh my
1: gosh I feel like every week I say somebody's the new you but is Girlie the new you
0: <laughs> as a narcissist everyone is me <laughs> if they're doing well
1: you may your male bee may and girlie (laughs) put together i'm sure we can combine them in some way and they look like you
0: let's talk about kareen's outfit though at this round (laughs) table what did you think
1: well the first one was what like brown zebra right
0: I don't even remember what she was yeah. wearing at the mission. It was a bit of a non-event for me. It was this bedazzled blazer at the round table. Yeah, that, that no, because
1: what I, I realised was like this, like no tartan, no check or anything like that, but she did a pattern and then she did sort of just like plain, not plain, what is that, <laughs> just a colour, <laughs> which was great. No, she did, serve, but did you see her outfit for the finale? in the preview
0: oh my gosh it had everything <laughs> it had the puff sleeves it had the bedazzling
1: yeah she's has working up to this vampire fantasy has been very well executed throughout the whole season and i know people hate it but geez guys have some fun
0: <laughs> oh i think i need to yeah. do a can we can we do a power ranking of kareen's outfits as yeah. some instagram content because they, yeah. they have been incredible, and all the haters can go to hell.
1: Well, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, now nah, thank you for reminding me. We definitely should make an Instagram account for this. <laughs> all
0: right, so kicking off the round table is Leroy, who comes straight for Mickey. Mate, you don't give any direct answers, and Mickey's like, well, uh, I would pick you, but I, I don't want to because I want to play the missions with you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like, Mickey, at this point, there's only, like, one left. Oh, come on, Mickey. (laughs) Get it together. Like, literally one left. And it's going to be some weird, like, epic, quote-unquote, epic challenge where they do 15 parts. Like, (laughs) you don't need Leroy for this one. One left.
0: Oh, and then Trayvon is like, now, I just want to think, who is Mike most likely to blackmail? (laughs) (laughs) Also, like...
1: Is, is it to them really obvious that it was a blackmail? Or do you think this is... Because I was surprised that all of them were like, it's a blackmail. Like.
0: So I think they must have been told there was going to... Well, once it gets down to one traitor, there has to be another traitor. And once it's this far in the game, or once it's only one traitor, I think it has to be a blackmail rather than a recruitment because they don't... They want to pressure people into saying yes.
1: Actually, true and what I was... Oh. What am I thinking? There wasn't a murder, so of course they're going to have to think there was at least some sort of form of recruitment Mm. uh, last minute. When there's only one left. But, yeah, I was just so surprised that they were all like, well, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh. But then maybe again. Maybe I just wasn't thinking.
0: Yeah. I don't know. But Mike thinks that Trayvon is a virus. (laughs)
1: spreading spreading evil vile rumors about me dare <laughs> he. do you know what how ironic is it that you know kevin was leaving all these seeds for uh, mike and the person to pick up was his arch nemesis <laughs> <I know. laughs> who's then proceeded to vote for him and every single like that is actually kind of crazy
0: i hope Trayvon and kevin are besties now
1: yeah they're trey i was going to try and combine their names Tra- Traven, Treven? Traven, <laughs> Traven, Kev-
0: Kevon. <laughs> oh, Kevon is better. I love that.
1: <laughs> oh, I wish we. I wish. I wish they worked together so we could call them Team Hashtag Team Kevon.
0: Oh, I love that. Um, would Leroy and Gerline be Giroy or? <laughs> Gur Roy. Gur
1: Roy. Lerene.
0: I like that, Lerene. You're better at this game than I am, I saw. <laughs>
1: I don't know there's so many combinations well hey if they do win we can as our as our parting gift we can find a, a winner's name for the their
0: team okay so now Mike is also trying to plant seeds that Mickey is the day one traitor which seems laughable to me he's like look you know your personality it's so laid back and chill but you you know you say nothing You could have been this traitor the whole game. (laughs) Do you think anyone's going to buy that Mickey wasn't the recruit?
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing is, like, what's old mate New Zealand one that basically tried to do that?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Matt. Matt, I think his name was. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because, like, you know, it's possible, but it really doesn't after a while people were like well you're really not actually doing anything which is way more suspicious which I guess in that New Zealand context it was because some of them knew him so they were yeah. like well this is a bit of a weird <laughs> you acting like a bit of a weirdo <laughs> yeah. in this scenario than you should be with given that we're friends Um. so yeah so oh, there's absolutely no way that um anybody would be able to convince anybody that at least Donna or Mickey were day one anything They've been so whatever the whole time that, like, there's no way you'd say this is... Especially because there's no results. Yes, that's the thing. There's no results coming from this. If it was that they were sort of airy-fairy about or they had these wild plans, and they were, you know, getting people out, then maybe people were like, well, their their theories are very out there and we've always followed them and they seemingly have always gotten out a traitor. Maybe they're a traitor and they're trying to mask it behind something, but... Yeah, there was absolutely no way that Mike would be able to convince anybody that. I'm surprised that they at this late game that they didn't all just jump on the fact that Mike was so clearly a traitor that was trying to eliminate another traitor, so they got the money.
0: Yeah, you would have thought it was a little bit more obvious, especially with... The exclamation marks, him and Cousy really coming for each other, that Mike ha- correctly did vote for both of the traitors. You know, traitors do tend to be more likely to go out during traitor-on-traitor violence. It's very rare that the faithfuls manage to wildly and correctly guess who the traitors are. So, um, you know, it's surprising to me that it really is just Trayvon with Gerline being a little bit sus. Um, but maybe, I don't know, maybe Mike really is just that good
1: yeah or it's just the others are just playing a really good end game (laughs)
0: let's
1: let's give everyone credit for maybe something that may happen (laughs) Yeah. if if Mike wins oh my god amazing if the others win oh my god amazing
0: amazing you all nailed it whatever (laughs) happens sweeties you all (laughs) nailed it and speaking of nailed it when Mickey revealed his vote for Leroy yes did you note all of the nicknames yes I loved it, Dylan. Where, come back! <laughs> <that>? I know
1: <laughs> that was pretty funny. I I loved it. I I was like, wow, they must have been all been saying it this whole time. Now, D- Dylan, if you're listening, please don't feel bad for calling Leroy any sort of names because clearly they were calling that there as
0: well. <laughs> so when Mickey writes down Leroy's name, he also writes down all of his other names, which are Mister September. <laughs> John Cena and Channing Tatum, <laughs> show me the lie.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're seriously. Well, because c- wait, Leroy's a firefighter, right?
0: Yes, he is. Yeah,
1: so that explains that explains the first one, and then the other two are so obvious as well. Um, love it, love that. Love oh, seriously the sass, the sass when the people getting banished. Um, It's actually so funny.
0: I didn't think it was sass. I interpret it as a sincere compliment, being like, oh, bro, you're so handsome, bro. But,
1: but, uh, But I mean, in terms of sort of like having fun with it, like, you know, usually they just write down the name, oh, actually, it's so funny. So it's what I've been watching your season again. Like, sorry, everybody. I'm slowly watching seasons three episodes at a time every two weeks. Cute. But we are watching um, your season and um, my friend Henry, every time um, we were watching The Banishment, he would always laugh at whenever people would put love hearts next to their names. <laughs> it's always like, oh, blah, blah. And sometimes they put multiple. It's like, oh, this is how bad I feel. I've got to put three love hearts next to my <laughs> name. It's like, guys, it's a game. You can't just write their name. Which is why the, the, the exclamation mark thing is like really good Um projection or like um broadcasting yes it's like you know when you quote unquote feel bad you put the love hearts you put a sad face. you put whatever but when you really want to drive a point home it's like this person's a trader you put you can put arrow you can be like nah, 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 nah. you can put exclamation marks. like hey use that to your advantage
0: i agree and look honestly as a compulsive people pleaser i cannot vote someone out with any less than six love hearts it's- yeah
1: i was gonna say i'm pretty sure you're one of the culprits <laughs> of the multiple love hearts Like, every time. Oh,
0: I'm so sorry. I love it. Um, So, (laughs) oh, the other thing I wanted that was making me laugh, Mike. And it was just, I was like, oh, this is so me. Like, Mike trying to work out how he's going to bond and bro down with Mickey. So he's really hammering home the surfing metaphors. Yeah. When he brought him into the conclave at the start he's like yeah we can ride this wave to the end bro he's <laughs> like yeah shockers and then, <laughs> then like exploding out mickey you know i changed my mind here at the table but i really hope we can go surfing one day i'm like yeah yeah honey this is how you try and bro down when you've never bro down in your life and i feel you babe
1: you, it kind of makes you think like, uh, if somebody was trying to sort of draw connections with me, they would be like, oh my god, when you're, when we're out of this game, we'll have a crafty noon together. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, no way, I'd never do that. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for trying to relate to me in some way, shape, or form. What would what would their relatable content to you be when, when they get rid of you? Honestly, of I
0: you? don't even know this. I feel like I exclusively talk in catchphrases. But it reminded <laughs> me last weekend. Um, I was gonna be I was gonna be in Perth, and I was having like a little bit of a meltdown. I'm like, oh my god, there's gonna be all of these straight men and bros. What do they even talk about? And I was trying to crowdsource ideas. And the only idea I was given was talk about their lawns. Men love talking about lawn care. So I'm like, Oh yeah, so um how's your lawn going in this heat wave? <laughs> <laughs> and you did it,
1: or Did it go, didn't, go out no. on? A- Oh, it didn't
0: land. it didn't oh, land no. i'm gonna i'm gonna try hope we can go surfing together one day mike's <laughs> given me ideas
1: yeah seriously because because uh, you went to luke's boxing match right
0: i did i did it was my first boxing experience I
1: mean, yeah you should have just been oh look at that here oh punches <laughs> thank goodness they don't kick <laughs> oh that looks like it hurts <laughs> have you seen million dollar baby <laughs>
0: (laughs) (laughs) so in the end Leroy just got Mickey's vote Mike got votes from Trayvon and Donna but it was the alliance of three that sends Mickey home um there was like it was a bit of a non-event to be honest his circle of truth and confessional but the the post roundtable chat was interesting um Mike lays into Donna. What did you think about this conversation?
1: Oh my goodness! I wrote down Donna. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, like, like Mike having the conversation with Donna—great for him. <laughs> Donna, oh my goodness.
0: I know. Please. Poor Donna. I'm like,
1: I re- uh, uh, uh. it's like you know, everything you're doing is the opposite of what you should be doing, and it's so painful. Um, but. You know for mike's benefit hey yeah totally please um tell me everything and that you feel bad and blah, blah 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 um i just find it really surprising. like and i i don't know what it's like hey like what survivor voted for one person they voted for me and they ended up winning and we're friends so i can't have ever felt like oh i regretted my decision because basically everybody voted me out but like I don't know is in that scenario where you have voted for the wrong person you're on the wrong side of numbers because you're always on the right side up until yours right yes yeah so you don't you don't even necessarily have the same experience either but like I just find it really interesting when in these sorts of games like I know get it you do have to cower to the person um to sort of make my like, patch that up sort of thing but like At this point, you have to really be making educated guesses. And, hey, if you have no conviction behind what you've done, like, what did you even do to even make sure that it had even happened? Like, there's so few people. Like, I'm just surprised. I'm just like, oh, like, yes, okay, I get it. But it's so late in the game now. Like, you're basically screwed.
0: Her goose is cooked. We get a confessional from Mike saying, I'm targeting Donna next. We get a confessional from Leroy saying, I'm working with Mike. And Gurleen will get Trayvon or Donna next, I don't mind. Um, And then Mike and Leroy have a conversation together where they say that um you know donna it's going to be donna or Trayvon. mike again tries to float this idea that if mickey was the original traitor (laughs) he would have chosen donna (laughs) you're trying hard mike and we love it
1: (laughs) yeah it's like ah yes the two people that basically everybody has had has had no game are definitely working in cahoots of doing nothing (laughs) and, and taking zero control of anything um successfully um they're definitely the like i know what he's doing and it's all well, it's, well, the sad thing is it's really all he can do yes that is the saddest part about it's like he literally cannot do anything else
0: yeah and he's doing a good job i mean they're um leroy brings girline in on the plan to get rid of donna followed by trayvon and then they agree to cut mike and split the money at uh, the two of them And i i mean maybe it's too good to be true um Mike could still somehow steal the win here, but it, it is looking like things are not good for Donna next episode. I can see maybe Trayvon somehow wrangling his way in there and convincing the other two it's Mike and they can split the money three ways, but I think Donna's done for first thing.
1: Yeah, it's like, sorry. But then every week we, we read into this post-banishment scenario and then it be the opposite. But in saying that, there's no murder. So, hey, this could actually just be a continuation into the next banishment.
0: Well, uh, whenever I edit these episodes, Phil, which in fairness isn't very often, <laughs> I do notice that I give very passionately three conflicting viewpoints. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and constantly contradict myself, so <laughs> at some point I was let's right. let cover all the bases,
1: This <laughs> us <Let's> cover everything. <laughs> hey, but let's better just sort of talk, talk it out, because the worst thing would be is not even being surprised by it like being surprised by the result because he only ever thought it was going to be one result so hey i'd prefer i'd prefer us to say that everyone's going to win than no one's gonna win. Yeah. But then, oh my god but then imagine yeah and then it's like australia season two okay literally no one wins
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, there are no winners um, there was
1: no results we could have anticipated but this
0: look at the end of the day i am day one gay for leroy at this point extremely gay for girleen Mm-hmm. and everybody else i i'm bisexual for
1: yeah i would say yeah you're not gay for mike in any way
0: oh no i am gay for mike but i like at this point i can't say i'm gay for all of them because i'm gay for donna okay. like all of them you know yeah, you're
1: not having an orgy here
0: yeah exactly if, if i'm picking my porn car i ride with leroy and girlie
1: <laughs> You're in the porn. <laughs> this I'm is a different porn- sort of pornmobile. <laughs> <laughs> this is the pornmobile. <laughs> <laughs> well, meet meet. Let's go. Um, what yeah, about you? No, I, yeah, I think I'm basically the same. I do really like Mike. Um, I don't know. I, I have. A, I feel like I have a bit of a soft, soft spot for Mike. Like he's been cute, and yeah. um, I really find his uh, basically Mike's personality type and stuff is the type of guy i'd be into so i feel like i always sort of appreciate him i guess um so yeah so i feel like i i, I guess i'd be gay for him as well but i think yeah, I, I the most satisfying ending would be leroy and Kelly.
0: i don't think i'm it's recency bias for me to say that Mike is one of my favourite traitors in all the franchises. I've really enjoyed Mike. Not necessarily that I've agreed with his decisions all the time, but he's just been such a fun character. I mean, his little sexy leg entrance into the breakfast this morning. Yeah. I, he's so much fun and I've and, really enjoyed watching him.
1: And I do appreciate that he is—he he does have a good way of, like, I feel like in the past, whenever we've had traders who have been put into sort of stressful scenarios, the way that they push for things always comes across as desperation. Mm. And I feel like he has found a way to to speak that never comes across in that way. And we've seen it with Koozie, we've seen it with Sam, we've seen it with Will, we've seen it with so many types of people. It's actually almost very serene-like, like very chill. But, you know, there's facts um it's he brings up that what type of person he is like and that matches with that and so i think a lot of that sort of is why i just don't think i've ever felt agitated by mike as a trader because he's very consistent like obviously in, in some ways as kevin pointed out he's inconsistent but um he has found a nice little middle ground to be able to be himself and sort of basically throw everybody under the bus yeah. really successfully um, without it coming across as <laughs> yeah.
0: like... he doesn't get aggressive um or really raise his voice which yes. is easy to do in conflict situations um I mean even when he's kind of coming for Donna here at the end it, it's not aggressive I wouldn't say it's just a little bit like Donna I was there for you defending you on day one getting the heat off you what's up bro um yeah. so no he has he's been a real pleasure to watch mickey mickey looked cute when he had his hair down and then put yeah. it back up yeah um that's the nicest thing i have to say about mickey this episode sorry
1: <laughs> yeah no i did write down he put his hair down <laughs> uh, and <laughs> then, then back it... up <laughs> <laughs> i wonder what's enough maybe it was drying maybe was like oh it's dry now
0: <laughs> he was pulled put out of bed up
1: oh yeah no so no um uh goodbye mickey well thank goodness it was pretty close to the end of the season so it's not like we're gonna miss out too much extra
0: yeah all right well we're looking forward to the finale Chili philly what have you got going on and where can people find you
1: so um you can find me on instagram at chili philly and on twitter at the chili philly and you can also watch my web series chill with phil on wow presents plus um it's all out now but the next however many weeks i'm just going to be uh promoing the beep out of it um and so yeah so you guys can totally watch that it's a slow tv series so you can put it on the in the background and hey if you're listening to this you're not going to be surprised at me randomly speaking every every few minutes about some random topic either so hey if you like listening to this well guess what you'll be love listening to that um what about you annabelle
0: And who doesn't love listening to you, Phil? Um, What have I got going on? So I have spent the last couple of weeks binge watching Australian Big Brother House of Love. I've done this for you all because let me tell you, it has Killed a piece of my soul. Do not watch it under any circumstance, but do listen to Sarah Carradine and I absolutely tear it to shreds. That will be coming out this weekend on Silent Podcasts. You can follow me over on Instagram and Twitter at Annabelle CE. And Next week we're going to be recapping the finale and then in the yeah. weeks following some exit interviews and deep dives with some of the favorite contestants we were gay for this season. So definitely stay tuned. If you haven't already rated our podcast on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to it, please do. It helps people find um babes on the brink. So if you can if you can leave us a sneaky little five-star review, we would love you for it. Thank you to the people who have already. Um, but again thanks for coming see you next week love you lots stay faithful to your hairdresser not your boyfriend (laughs) bye